Micah. Hey, Chris. Guess what? I got some dad jokes for you. Oh, man. I love dad jokes. I got a few myself, but you go first. Why do bees have sticky hair? Why is that? Because they use a honeycomb. <laughs> well, I sold our vacuum cleaner because it was gathering dust. <laughs> Where do dads keep all of their dad jokes? Where? In a database. <laughs> What did the evil chicken lay? What? Deviled eggs. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. Well, Chris, it is episode 48. We're getting closer and closer to that 52 mark, aren't we? Yes, we are, man. We're only two away from 50. I'm excited for that, man. I think that's a phenomenal feat is to be able to get to 50. And guess what? We appreciate all of you guys listening to us each and every week. Man, we're really growing around like the Pennsylvania and like the Virginia region, like New York, like up in that Northeast region, it seems to have been taking off, especially, hey, and I want to give a special shout out to our listeners in Oregon. There have been some consistent listeners and they're like number, I think three on our top cities. I mean, I'll tell you this much too, Iowa and Ohio and Virginia, I mean, geez, Kansas. It is amazing, man. It is. So we have been trucking along, you know, it feels like just yesterday we were doing you know, episode four, which was our Christmas episode. And I guess it's almost Christmas again. We only have like, what, I think maybe like a month and a half till actually probably two months till Christmas. So, but anyways, we are welcoming all of our new listeners and also our returning listeners. So we're going to jump right into our old fashioned donut, which is a story from our past. And Mike and I, we love Six Flags, don't we? Oh yeah. We love Six Flags. We've been, I mean, geez, countless, well, how many times would you say we've been? Probably 10 or more, huh? I would say 10 or more. I think whenever we were growing up in Georgia, it was a little bit easier because Six Flags was in Atlanta, and that was only two hours away. And I want to say we went to Six Flags. If we didn't go to Six Flags every year, it was at least maybe every other year. I think that w- that's a fair statement. Uh, so there was a couple of times that we've already talked about in this podcast, but there was one other time that we went, uh, and we went with, it was my mom, my brother, and me and you, right? And I guess my dad was working. You'll get to find out about what happened with my dad a little bit later in the episode. But uh, tell him a little bit about what happened. I remember we showed up and uh, we... So if you've listened to previous episodes where we talk about six fights, we have a formula. And the formula is you start at the back of the park and move towards the front of the park. So if you can get to the back of the park right when they open, there's nobody back there because everybody's riding the front of you know the front rides. And so the lines are really long up there. And... You know, essentially, and we're releasing our secrets, Chris. We should probably be asking for money for these secrets because of how good it works. Uh, As long as they open the back of the park in time. But I digress. So we went to the back of the park, and in Six Flags Over Georgia, there was, like, the Superman, which I think, isn't that your favorite, Chris? It's one of my favorites. I would say Goliath, or uh, it's called Titan at the one at Six Flags Over Dallas, but that one is my favorite, and then Superman is, like, my second favorite, because on the Superman ride, like, they get you strapped into this harness, and, like, they actually turn the, I guess, cars, uh, like, up 
I guess it's 90 degrees, so you're actually on your stomach, and it's like you're flying through the roller coaster. Yeah, and I mean, there are some areas of the coaster that are really cool. It goes pretty high, but also at the same time, I mean, it gets you within, a, it feels like a few inches of the ground. I mean, there's one part where it's just, you're just right there, and it, it really gives you that perspective of if you're like Superman and flying around. It's pretty nuts. Um, but we, we rode all these rides in the back first. One was called the American Scream Machine, and I don't know, that's... It holds a special place in my heart. Why? Because it's really old. Like, I think, I don't remember how old it is. Probably should have looked it up. But it's, I mean, it's an old wooden coaster. And it's got this big hill at the first thing. And it takes like two minutes to get to the top of this first hill. Like, I mean, it's massive. And then it takes you around the whole entire track. Well, when did we discover the back car was a little loose? Do you remember when we discovered that? I think it was probably either on that trip or it was on the next trip whenever just me and you went by ourselves. So this this was so old that pretty much the back car would lift up off the ground at certain points and like slam back onto the track. And... To be honest, I really don't know why we enjoyed that because it was painful every time we did it, but it was like that extra element of danger. I really don't know how else to describe it, but it was really fun to do. Um, so we rode all those rides in the back, and um, I'm going to digress one more moment for a roller coaster because I like talking about roller coasters. Um, there was one called the Ninja. I think it changed its name though, right? now. Yeah, it's like the Phoenix or something. The joke used to be... It would kick your butt and the line would never the line was always very very short for a reason like the padding that was built in was like harder than a rock it had just been like weathered so it was just really hard and it jerks you around and by the end of it i mean it it, it hurts by the end of it and so the joke is the ninja kicks your butt and I, we always if we had to kill some time we would always go to the ninja and ride it a few times because there was never a line most of the time you could just sit in the thing and go can we go again he's like sure so, anyways, we do all that. Then we move to the front. Well, as the day progresses, um, some clouds start building, and a storm kind of comes. And this is towards when we need to leave, right? Where it's we had a set time. I think it was like seven or eight p.m. of when we were going to meet your mom and Matthew, and then we were going to have to leave. Well, this was like five in the afternoon, and this big storm comes, and they they shut down the park. You remember that, Chris? They shut down the whole park. Yes, they did. They shut down the park, but we were in the uh, Superman ride. We were in that line, and we were already in line, and there was... I mean, I guess we could have gotten out, but we were like, oh, yeah, it's going to pass. It's going to pass. So we're just sitting there waiting in this line, and they have all the rides shut down. So, you know, all the rides... And so we're literally riding out the rain and everything under the, the awning of... If you've ever waited in line for a roller coaster, luckily, this one had awning and kind of protection from the elements but we were all just kind of sitting there so finally the weather clears up and i mean and we had to wait a long time and they're like oh we got to wait to clear the tracks and everything like that well after any sort of closure the policy is they have to run the roller coaster and do safety checks once again and so where they start running safety checks and so we're sitting here thinking okay and by this point so many people had left the line we were one of the first people to get on the ride once it opened so we're sitting here going okay they're doing safety checks perfect we're about to get on this thing they end up coming over the intercom and saying we have to keep running safety checks and we heard some of the employees talking and it was because the harnesses were coming loose and you have to think this is superman where you, the harness is literally holding your entire body up so they kept coming loose 
on the track as it was going. So everybody gets out of line. And except for Chris and I, we're like, no, no, no. We're, we're going to ride this one more time before we leave today. Like, we are going to do this. And so we waited, and it was a few minutes. And I remember, you know, the time was drawing near. And what did we do, Chris? We So we were going to have to get out of line is what is what he's saying to go meet my mom. And the time was drawing near where it was closing down. And they had not cleared this. I mean, we had been probably waiting 30 minutes to an hour at this point for this ride. And so we, we said a little prayer. We said, God, if you let this ride open up, this will be the last ride that we ride for today, please. Not even 30 seconds. After we said that prayer, I was probably like 20 seconds. Then all of a sudden we hear, all right, uh, the ride's clear. Uh, let's get these people in through the gate, right? So they start opening up the gate. It was like 20 seconds after we said that prayer. We're like, yes, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, it was such a it was such a great moment. It was like he does. He, he, it's a miracle. It's a miracle right now. And so we ended up riding it, but we didn't exactly hold up to our end of the promise so what ended up happening was we decided, okay, um, you know, we got to go meet his mom. So let's go do that. Well, we still had about what, like 15, 20 minutes before we had to had to meet her. And so in the back of the park, there's the American Scream Machine, the big one with the, the rickety back car. And so the lines, because of the storm and the rain, there was nobody in line. Like I'm talking, you can jump all the rails and you will be in the front of the line, get on the car and go. And I think we would, and I literally looked at him and I said, what's one more? You know, if Jesus were here, I think that he would, see, typically it was me that was talking Chris into the bad stuff of like, you know, if Jesus were here, he would say the line and he would understand. And so next thing you know, here we are on the screen machine and yeah, I, I kind of felt a little bad afterwards. Well, you're leaving out the best part because... Uh, and it was like we it was one of those rides where there was no line at all because people had still left because the park had technically uh, was closed and then they just reopened it. So we got off and we could basically walk on an American screen machine. And what did we decide to do? We decided to sit in the back car. Right. We decided to sit in the back car and I had my hat. I had my hat. I was sitting on my hat and uh, I put it underneath like my my rear end. And I was sitting on it, and whenever we sat in that back car, that back car lifted up, and my hat flew out, and uh, I lost my hat. And it was one of my favorite hats, and uh, I and I believe that was the lesson that God was trying to t teach us. He was like, you know what? You said that a la the last one was going to be your last ride, and you didn't hold up to your end of the deal. So uh, I lost my hat at Six Flags. I'm going to say one more side story here. We kind of preluded it to the front, and you've waited this whole story to hear about it, so... We went down there, and Chris's dad had to work. And <laughs> we were in line for, I don't remember what ride we were in line for. And Chris, I guess his dad came home from work, and they weren't there. And Chris answered the call, and what happened, Chris? Well, so just so you know, Atlanta was two and a half hours away. So my dad called me, and he was like, where are you guys at? And I was like, well, we're at Six Flags. Didn't mom tell you? He was like, he was like, nobody tells me nothing around this house. And he was like, y'all are at Six Flags. He's like, why don't you invite me? And I was like, I don't know, dad. We just showed up to Six Flags. You had to work. And uh, he was a little upset that we left them out of Six Flags. But it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It was just like, ooh, ooh. Okay, well, 
you know, but it, it all worked out great and it turned out to be a funny story now, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's that time we went to Six Flags. It was pretty crazy. That storm was pretty gnarly too. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it was, it got pretty windy and rainy and lightning y for a little bit there. Yes, I will say God does answer prayer. So uh, that was the Six Flags story. We're going to move into our next segment. And normally we do the jelly donut segment, but we're going to do the chocolate donut segment, which is tie your shoes because you're tripping. And I got some good first date, worst first dates or worst breakup stories for you. Are you ready for these? Oh, yeah, I'm ready for them. All right. This one is pretty simple. Uh, worst first date. Uh, this woman, her friends fixed her up to go on a blind date. And she shows up for the date, and it turns out that it was her landlord, and she was a month behind on rent. So you could imagine how awkward that would be. What would you do in that situation if all of a sudden you went on a blind date, and it was your landlord, and you were months months behind rent? You better be buying some nice food or something. I mean, try to make it up the best, because maybe if she has a good time, maybe it's like it'll be forgiven. But I think if she has a bad time, it's like you... you Yep, tie your shoes because you tripping. You better wine and dine them. You better let them buy them a nice dinner or something, man. That's that's horrible. All right, next one. This woman, she went on a date and they went rock climbing and it was really good. But apparently, her date would not let her rappel down until she committed to a second date, and so she lied just so she could get down. So my man held her hostage and would not let her rappel down from the rock climbing until she said, "Hey." Uh, I'm going to go on a second date with you. Bro, my man needs to tie his shoes because he's tripping. That's horrible. That's horrible. You can't hold somebody hostage for that. That's straight up crazy. That is nuts. Uh, definitely tripping. Like, good grief. Yeah, that's a little scary. Uh, I wonder if she actually... I, I'm pretty sure she never called him again. All right, this next one. This one is pretty bad. Um, so this lady says that while she was on this first date with a nice guy he was showing her a picture of him and his dog um and the guy was wearing a suit in the picture she asked him why he was wearing such a fancy suit in the picture and she started roasting him about it turns out that that picture was taken after he had been at his mom's funeral so she was roasting him for wearing a suit and making fun of it and he was like yeah, that was my mom's funeral. Girl, tie your shoes because you're tripping. Oh. See, this just goes to show you, you never know what people are doing or going through, man. That's horrible. How would you feel if that if that happened to you? That's cold. I mean, yeah, that's why you got to be real careful. I mean, if it's something like you know the situation and you want to poke fun at him and you know he's cool with it, like, okay. But, like, if you don't know what's going on, you know, it could have been anything. Like, it could have been anything. And it's just, like, my mom's dead. Dang. Like, terrible. Like, foot in your mouth for sure. I don't understand why she was roasting him about a suit. I mean, it's a suit. Like, I don't get it. Like, people look nice in suits. I feel like that's a classy thing. Unless he looked like maybe Pee Wee Herman or something. And just, she just, maybe she was, like, trying to flirt with him and being, like, because so that's how some people flirt is like they roast people, but I don't know. That's that's pretty bad. She definitely stuck her foot in her mouth. All right, so uh, this it sounds like this next one was like a younger person. Um, so she decided that she was going to break up with her boyfriend because he was cheating on her. So that's never a good thing. So she uh, she did this in a passive aggressive way. She went on Instagram and she posted a cute selfie and she put the caption love being single 
But when my when her boyfriend saw it, he replied, LOL, autocorrect. He actually thought she meant to type love Pringles. So <laughs> my man, need, first of all, my man needs to tie his shoes because he's tripping for uh, cheating on his girl. But secondly, I mean, he thought he thought it was just a typo and love Pringles. And she posted a cute selfie and she said, love being single. I mean, if you went on Instagram and you saw someone that you were dating post, I mean, that's kind of a bad way to break up with somebody. All I'm saying is this man needs to put his two brain cells together and figure some things out. I mean, rub them together, bang them together, whatever you got to do. But my friend, come on now. You definitely tripping. You need to tie your shoes because that makes no sense at all. Like, he sounds really dumb. Like, really dumb. I mean, the fact that she did it in that way, I, she they're probably both really young, like, probably either in high school or, like, 18, 19, 20, because that's a very juvenile way to, like, break up with somebody. But he shouldn't have been cheating. He shouldn't have been cheating. This next one, I feel bad. I feel bad for the guy. So, uh, this lady, she asked her boyfriend to meet her at a Starbucks so she could break up with him. And they decided that, you know what, we're not going to go inside. We're going to take a nice stroll around the block. Uh, but apparently, it was a small parking lot that would ticket people who left the parking lots. Uh, so when they got back from the breakup walk, uh, a woman was putting a boot on his car. And not only did the guy get dumped, but he had to pay a $140 ticket. I mean, talk about a bad day. Tie your shoes because you tripping. My man had a bad day, didn't see it coming, and then got his car booted and had to pay a $140 ticket. Yeah, I feel really bad for him. That's that's terrible. I uh, This isn't on the tire shoes because you're tripping, but I read when I was doing research of these, I read a story about uh, it was a girl and she was hanging out with a friend and her boyfriend kept like blowing her up, um, like all, texting. And she was just like, hey, like I'm busy. I want to hang out with my friend. And he just kept like blowing her phone up. And uh, so she blocked him so she would stop getting bothered. And then uh, apparently she got a Venmo request uh, from him from the last date they had and said, since you don't care anything about our relationship, you need to pay me back for the dinner I bought you uh, last night. So <laughs> that man needs to tie his shoes because he's tripping. That's horrible. What is wrong with people, man? Like, good grief. It's like the ego on some of these people is just craziness come on now you gotta let people live too yep so this is the last one uh one time this guy's ex called him in the middle of a work day and his ex was super mad and so he tried to figure out what was wrong but she wouldn't stop screaming at him after a while she calmed down and she finally admitted what was wrong she told him that she was breaking up with him because apparently he called her the night before and told her that uh, he was cheating, but this never happened. She had a dream that he called her and told her that he was cheating, but he never cheated and he never called her. Uh, and she wouldn't believe him and told everyone around that, uh, he had been cheating on her. And so after a week, she came back and, and realized that it was a dream. Um, yeah, it, that's bad. Like I've heard of, uh, uh, women getting very upset over some dreams, but yeah, that's, 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 she needs tire shoes because she's tripping. Personal experience time. I was talking to this girl one time and she literally ended things because she said she had a dream where I got into a fight with her brother. And she was like, yeah, so this isn't going to work out because you punched my brother in the face in a dream. And so she ended things. And I was, listen, if anybody's going to do that, you don't want to be in that relationship anyways. It was a good thing. It was like, okay, yeah. Yeah, talk about, uh, 
toxica. That's 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 really bad. That's really toxic. I don't I don't understand it, but I'm glad it's like that's a good sign to get out of there. But uh, but yeah, that's a good segment, man. I, I like tie your shoes because you're tripping. It's always funny stuff. I'm gonna put you on the spot here. I like, of course, we obviously have. Whenever we were younger, we've broken up with girls over text. But have you ever done like something outrageous to like break up with someone? Like told them you were moving or like faked an illness or something like that? Not that I can think of immediately, man. Believe it or not, I actually was pretty straightforward. Uh, and the reason I say believe it or not is because in other facets, as you've heard from other stories in the old fashioned donut and things like that, you know, like Chris take the fall for like door handles and stuff. So why wouldn't I do things? I, but now nah, I can't really think of any. Oh, except for, yeah, except for one. Um, it was extremely long distance. Like she was in another country for long distance. And really it wasn't a relationship, be honest. It was me being 16 and stringing somebody along, which was not right at the time. We ended up moving to Texas, and I told her, I said, well, even then, I didn't really lie. I actually told her we moved to Texas, and I think we should see other people. So, never mind. I don't know where. I guess it was pretty normal. She messaged me and was like, why did Micah do this? And I was like, I don't know. Like, ask him. I was like, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just his friend. I'm not responsible for what he does. As bad as it is, like, and I hate to admit this. I really hate to admit this. It was because there was another woman and it was like, I look, there was, there was a girl at church and I was like, oh, we might become exclusive. And so I was like, hey, you know, I think we should see other people. And it's terrible. It's terrible. And I hate that. But you know what? I'm forgiven. I've asked Jesus for forgiveness. Yeah, I've never done anything like that. But I'll I'll tell this story. I'll make it really quick. I know this uh, segment is going a little long, but uh, this was this is one of the girls that I used to date, and it was really weird. So like, she invited me to hang out with her house at her house, and we were watching like a documentary on the presidents, right? And so uh, like at the beginning of the presence at George Washington, like she was all, you know, like trying to hold my hand, like wanting to cuddle and stuff. But then like her mood switched. And then about like Millard Fillmore, she started like being like retreating. And I was like, Hey, like what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And then like right around Abraham Lincoln, then she started being all good again. And I remember like, finally, like it just kept going through this back and forth and I could remember it because of what president it was doing an exclusive on. I just remember at Teddy Roosevelt, that's when she, that's when she broke up with me. She was like, I'm just trying to see if there's still feelings and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But she broke up with me right as we were watching, uh, Teddy Roosevelt. And I was like, why this back and forth? But yeah, that's an interesting story and I'll get off that subject. But uh, yeah, Micah knows that story. Yeah, I do. Well, and again, I know this segment's going long. Two more seconds. Um, she, That girl needs to tie her shoes because she tripping because she got all sorts of stuff. But I'm just going to share. My man Chris fronted a very expensive date to go to the Carolina Panthers game because she absolutely adored Cam Newton for some reason. I have no clue why. But literally, her man is sitting right there who paid for these tickets and everything. And she had the audacity to literally be like, I love you, Cam! And, like, be yelling all this stuff to Cam Newton while her dude's sitting right there. It's like, that's wrong. She needs to tie her shoes because that's wrong. Yeah, tie your shoes. But anyways, we are going to move into our donut hole. And we're going to do Chris's movie pick of the week. Now, it's on Netflix. Um, it is a Tyler Perry film. It is called A Jasmine's Blues. Now, most of y'all that know Tyler Perry, he's very famous for his uh, Medea 
comedies and whatnot. He has made a couple of serious uh, films, and his serious films are really good. But I will give you a quick rundown of a Jasmine's Blues. So it's basically it takes place in uh, the end of the Depression, starting into World War II, and it's about uh, this farmer sharecropper, I guess you would call him, named Bayou uh, down in Georgia, and he falls in love with this girl that looks like half white, and like her uh, her granddad will not let her like out of the house for nothing. So they have to sneak out, and they have to like see each other. And this and that, right? And all the while, Bayou's dad is like this jazz player and like he's very abusive and he leaves him. Yada, yada, yada. So somehow the girl that he's seeing, uh, her mom like finds out that they're seeing each other and she's like, no, like I'm going to go to the sheriff and I'm going to tell him that you raped her uh, if you ever see her again and you can't ever see her. So she moves up north and then she marries like this prominent like white guy. She marries this prominent white guy and she's like passing herself off as white. Um, and then I'm not going to spoil it for you, but then she comes back down because this guy like has connections in the town that Bayou's living. And so Bayou is like seeing her for after all these years and like she's passing as white. And of course it's in the middle of like the forties when like racism is prevalent. So the white people like hate him and stuff like that. And they're like sneaking off and seeing each other and he's trying not to get caught. And they almost come to lynch him and then, uh, he gets away and then he goes, to the Midwest and becomes this big jazz singer. And it's about their love story. And it was really good. And I, why I recommend this movie is because like, you know, normally when there's like African American pieces, I feel like sometimes it's like around that time, it's like stereotypical, um, but it's not, it wasn't, it, it portrayed African Americans in a really good way. And um, I really liked it. Um, I really thought Tyler Perry did really good with the storytelling, with the direction, with the casting. Um, and the storyline was really like great it kept you entertained and um i mean it was a story i don't know if it was true or not they sure made it out like it was a true story but i thought it was a really uh just artistic way of telling a good story and that's what i feel like is missing in a lot of movies like it was a good original movie and i couldn't complain about it so i really think that tyler perry did a good job you should check it out it's called a jasmine's blues it's on netflix man uh you got anything you want to weigh in i know you're not much of a movie guy but you should definitely check it out if you got time i might check it out um because i mean yeah you're right i mean there are a lot of those elements that are missing from movies now so if, i mean i would like to see something like that but uh uh We'll just see when it happens, because like you say, I don't know why, entertainment for some reason, movies aren't my first choice, but um, I mean, it sounds very interesting. If I ever do sit down and watch it, I've got a whole list. I, I get it, man, because movies, like, they do take, like, a time commitment and emotional commitment, so I get that, and sometimes it's like, I would rather watch, like, a 20-minute show than, like, watch, like, a two-and-a-half-hour movie. I will warn you, there are some adult uh elements like they don't get too graphic but they do cover topics such as uh rape and drug use drug abuse um and different kinds of stuff so it is not a family friendly movie i will give it that but it was a good movie like so go check it out uh, but yeah we're gonna move into our next segment which is what fries my donuts now, micah what fries your donuts buddy when people don't live the life that they preach that literally fries my donuts so much. What do I mean by that? Oh, there are a lot of people in life that talk one way, but they don't live the way that they talk. I, I, I don't understand that. 
and I understand that human nature, everybody's going to be a little bit hypocritical to ever, a little bit of an extent. But, okay, so I was recently in a situation and where I'm having to listen to lots of people talk in one setting, and then I get to see them outside of that setting. Now, that setting happened to be church, and I'm not going to say that all situations are like this, so I'm not generalizing. This is just one situation. But there were so many people that they're sitting there in the pews on Sunday saying amen to things, but you literally go out in the week, and they're totally different people, and they would get one over on you, or they would literally try to do things that are just morally not right, and you're sitting here going why you know it's right there in your face and these people for whatever reason just don't have any sort of conviction about this stuff and you know i don't want to just talk about church with this what i want to say too is that's why a lot of the common rap music you know we've talked about the the modern day rap music and what we don't like about it but one thing that i really don't like about it is a lot of these guys they don't know the life that they're talking about they don't know what they are talking about. They have never lived in that environment. They don't know what is going on. They're being fed lines. Now, whether that's their fault or not, it's, it, you know, it's just, I don't understand why we've gotten to a place where, and, you know, like I said, everybody's going to be hypocritical to a certain extent, and people are rightfully to change their mind, but I just can't stand it when people say, you know, this is the right way, and you're not doing the right thing, and whatever, but you're not doing it either. You know, it's it's like, I, I don't understand. It's a lot of that passing of the judgment, but you're sitting here going, I, I know you, you know, I know what you're doing. And a lot of the times, those kind of people get wrapped up in trying to figure out how to beat the system, how to be undetectable and do the wrong things, instead of striving to do the right things and strive towards what they're preaching because, you know, a lot of it is good and virtuous things that they're saying that they want to follow and do, but it's like, how can I give the representation that I'm doing that without actually doing that while still doing what I want to do? And so I I just don't understand that, man. Yeah, I I hate uh, disingenuine people like, uh, you know, it's like what they say, real recognize real, pimp recognize pimp. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, you know what I mean. But for real, I get that, man, because it's frustrating when you see see people that are judging someone that is maybe struggling, maybe not in the same area that they are. But for example, you know, we all have the thing, well, like, oh, she's just a floozy and stuff. But yet you're struggling with overeating. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, bro, you can't be passing judgment on that. But I, my thing is like, you should be the same no matter where you are. And I say that because um, it's going to be a little bit different. Of course, when you're at work, you're not necessarily going to talk and act the same way you are with your best friend. But at the same time, you're still going to have the same morals. You're still going to have the same character. You're still going to do the same thing. And I get you, man. I hate when people are uh, not genuine. And I hate when people... All right, just live hypocrisy. And it's just, it's not only in the church, it's in real life because people like to make themselves feel better and they try to act like their own crap doesn't sting. You know what I mean? They're looking at, uh, it's like what Jesus said, they're looking at the speck in somebody else's eye when they got a whole log in theirs. Yeah, and I mean, my thing is, 
I've known some people here lately, and there's a thing going around. It's 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 kind of a pyramid scheme kind of thing, but it's like, oh, you can be um, a life coach. And some of these people will join being a life coach, and they will start preaching these things. And you go, man, you don't really have the authority to do that. They have so many problems of their own, right? And it's like they're willing to point a finger in how to make everybody else better, but you're sitting here going... Get yourself right first, man. Like, I mean, seriously, that's that's not cool. Um, you know, and a lot of it is, if I could use a sports metaphor, it's like sitting on the bench and trying to tell you how to play the game for the people who are in there. It's like people who are on the bench, it's like, you know, you should have done this, this, and this. Man, you aren't in there. Or the armchair quarterbacks. Right, exactly. And I just can't stand that kind of stuff. You know, it's just... You know, and even when they do that sort of thing, like you said, those armchair quarterbacks, they will preach that stuff. But the moment you do what they say to do, they, it'll be like, why'd you do that? I can't believe you did that. And then they're on, they'll, they'll flip on you. And it's just, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The whole concept is just ridiculous. Well, that's why you should be very careful. And I know this is kind of like maybe a little bit of a tangent of what you're talking about, but you should be very careful of criticizing people in leadership, uh, you know, your boss and stuff. Like, it's good to, like, make uh, a constructive criticism and say, hey, maybe we should do it different. But if you're the one that's saying, you know what, if I was boss, I'd do it this way, X, Y, and Z. Or if I was in this position, I'd do it this way. And it's like, man, like, you don't know some of those stresses and some of those burdens that those people are, are dealing with. So, like, be careful what you say and be careful what you wish for because when you come into that situation, you may get some of those things that you're like, hey, I didn't even realize this was a thing. And so that's why I'm like very careful of criticizing like my bosses or people in leadership because I'm like, you know what? They've got a whole nother weight and a whole nother realm of problems that they got to deal with that I don't necessarily know what's going on. So I shouldn't really criticize them. But it's, it's like what you said, man. These people that are life coaches, you need to... Uh, you always need to look at yourself first before it's like what, uh, what, what my dad used to say, like every time you're pointing a finger at somebody, you got three point back at you. <laughs> and that's true. I mean, and I, I want to go back in life coaches. I, I, there are some that are great people, right? That are great mentors and, and are in the right profession and good on them. What I'm talking about is I'm talking about these amateur people, and I call them amateur because, again, they don't have their own stuff figured out. Um, there was an old principle that I've always heard. It's like if a salesman knocks on the door and says, I can you know, invest in this and you'll get a million dollars, but he's driving a piece of crap car like Ford Pinto, it's not very proven, right? It's like it just it doesn't make sense. So it just... I'm talking about those people who just really don't have any right to be there, but they, they want to p tell everybody else how to live and how to do it better. However, how would they know? Because they're not working on themselves. Yeah, man. So definitely I get it. I don't like fake people. Uh, like I said, real recognize real game, recognize game, pimp, recognize pimp. Oh, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, I could start going hustle the floor and say it's hard out here for a pimp, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. But we're gonna segue into our mystery zone, which is our improv segment. And we are gonna play one of our favorite improv games, which is called Fortunately, Unfortunately. And Bia Micah, we play this game 
all the time, even when we're not doing the podcast. So if we're gaming or we're talking, we'll be like, fortunately. So uh, do you want to pick a scenario? Or I got one if you... If you yeah. If you want me to jump yeah, in. Jump in. I'll do the next uh, scenario. Man, I've really been wanting to go fishing lately. So I think we should do our scenario uh, fishing. Like out on the lake, fishing. All right. I'll start. All right. Fortunately, I brought enough weights for the whole weekend. Unfortunately, the fish are going to take all of your line and you're going to lose all your weights. Fortunately, right up the road is that nice bait and tackle shop. Unfortunately, they're going to charge you $20 just for one weight. Fortunately, I just got a bonus from work, so it covered that and my lunch. Unfortunately, you're not going to get to eat your lunch because you're going to be too busy babysitting the five rods that you brought. Fortunately... Only one of them is going off at a time, so I have plenty of time to eat. Unfortunately, it looks like rain, so it might rain on us and we might have to leave. Fortunately, we have the rain fly on the tent, so it doesn't really matter. Unfortunately, we're not in the tent, so we're going to be sitting here getting soaked in the rain. Fortunately, we have two legs that work, so we can walk our happy behinds to the tent. Unfortunately, it's going to take us 20 minutes because you brought your five rods. Fortunately... These rods don't mean that much to me, so we'll just leave them out here. Unfortunately, I gave you those rods, and I'm never going to give you fishing stuff ever again. Fortunately, I don't think you have two craps that you're not going to give me fishing stuff ever again. I'll just buy my own. For Unfortunately for you, I'm going to leave you here because we took my car. So good luck figuring it out. And, and there's that scenario. Um, apparently, apparently, I'm getting left behind on that one. Okay, so the next one. And just because I've been in this situation recently, and this is not something that Chris and I would normally do, but at the Chinese buffet. Okay. Fortunately, it only cost us $3.99 for lunch. Unfortunately, they were almost out of every food we were there for. Fortunately, the second shift is coming in, so they're going to replenish the buffet. Unfortunately, it smells like sewage. Fortunately... They, I've got Febreze, so I can spray it in here and it won't smell that bad. Unfortunately, the waitress is allergic, and you accidentally made her have to use her EpiPen. Fortunately, I also have an EpiPen, so therefore I can administer a double dosage. Unfortunately, the EpiPen you used is expired and killed her. Fortunately, I've got good, a good legal team, so I shouldn't go to jail. Unfortunately... The legal team lost your case, and you still owe them $2 billion. Fortunately, never mind. I'm not going to go there. I was going to talk about life insurance <laughs> and uh, causing a little accident, but I'm not going to go there. All right, man. I, th I, think, uh, I think that was good. Uh, we'll, we'll segue into our uh, eclair. So uh, we got our eclair, which is our positive advice. And Michael, I think it's your turn to go first this week. Yeah, so... I just want to encourage everybody. I, it's kind of a word. It's kind of a challenge. You know, I've been I've been really striving to to better myself, and there's been a few things that I haven't done. And um, I used to be prideful about some things that are were just kind of dumb. So one of them, and it's very very basic, I know, is going to the doctor, the dentist, the optometrist. I hate doctors, okay? Like, I can't stand them. In fact, so I went to the dentist for the first time today since I was in the fifth grade, okay? Terrifying. I probably shouldn't broadcast that too much, but it's for all of our fans. So there you go, OGs. You get the, an inside scoop here. 
but they, you know, they take my blood pressure, my blood pressure's through the roof. Like, I just can't stand being in doctor's office, and, I mean, dentist office especially, the sound of drills and things, oh, heck no. Like, that just ain't my bag. I used to think, oh, man, I haven't been to the dentist in five years, like, or since I was in the fifth grade, and, you know, oh, man, I'm just gonna keep that streak going. That's a stupid streak. I mean, come on. It's literally talking about taking care of yourself. It's literally talking about taking care of yourself, and basically I'm celebrating neglecting myself. Like, that. that's not very smart. And so, you know, a lot of the times it was because I didn't have insurance after I kind of realized, like, you know, it's dumb that I'm keeping this stupid streak. I probably should go to the dentist, but I couldn't afford it and whatever. And so, you know, life happened, and since it's not a priority, I hadn't done it in a very long time. The first step was making that call and saying, hey, I need a, I need a dentist appointment to take care of myself. You know, my thing is, it doesn't even have to be things like that, but I just encourage you, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Maybe there's some things that you've been neglecting that's like, you know what, I don't have the money, I don't have the time, I don't have the whatever. I don't want to do it because it could be painful or whatever. It's like... You only got one body. You only have one. You deserve to be taken care of. So take care of yourself. Yeah, man, that that is an important lesson. And uh, that's one that we all got to learn. Um, mine is, uh, and I don't mean to be a little heavier. Um, yeah, I don't mean to be heavy, but uh, it's, it's to not only cherish the time that you have with people, but also, you know, uh, reach out. Uh, there was a, there was a kid that I used to, um, minister to in youth and uh uh, man i saw him on it was probably it was actually on monday and i said hey man like you know uh how you doing and i talked with him for a little bit and uh i was like let's go grab lunch Uh, i said we'll grab lunch sometime and i'll text you and i got busy um and then found out the next day uh, actually yesterday that he you know he took his own life man and so that's that's something that's kind of been weighing heavy on me um to, to reach out and to value uh, time with your loved ones because tomorrow is not promised. You know, you never know um, when your loved ones are going to be here or, or not there. And I don't mean to be uh, heavy or, or it's supposed to be positive advice, but reach out, man, like reach out to people, uh, make sure you take them, uh, don't take them for granted and just cherish those times you have for them. So, but yeah, man, that's, that's my uh, eclair is just to cherish the good times and to, uh, reach out, you know, if you ever get that feeling of like, Hey, maybe I need to text this person. It's usually for a reason. So, but yeah, man. Yeah. And then, and then I'm going to say on the opposite token, if there's anybody that's out there, that's listening, that's maybe having the opposite thoughts of maybe ending it all, taking your life, things like that for real, you know, find somebody there. There's at least one person that cares about you. I promise. Find that person, talk to them, you know, hopefully they can work through that. And there's also, you know, the National Suicide Hotline, things like that. There are things that can help. Please don't do it. We'd rather have you here. Please. We, so, a um, little bit of a somber note, but hey, we're going to finish it off on a positive note. we got some things working, man. So, I've been traveling and um, actually, <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a plain nerd myself. And I don't know how many of you out there are as well, but I'm going to put some travel video on the website and on things. So be looking for that. That's coming up. But TVTrashCan.com, TVTrashCan.com. Um, we'll have some more of those wrestling videos coming up. We got, we, I mean, we got a bunch of content that's going to be coming out. So you want to subscribe and, you know, follow us on social media. We'll tell you when everything comes out. We'll keep you, um, keep you 
updated on when everything's happening. Yep, I will promise I will get uh, parts two and three edited. We have the footage. I just got to get them edited once uh, live life calms down a little bit but hey we are so thankful for you guys and like micah said uh you know if you are struggling with those thoughts there's somebody here that needs you and that you are a blessing you're not a burden and so we love all you guys know that all of you are a blessing to us you guys bless us and we love you guys so we're gonna sign off i'm chris and i'm micah and this is the donut box podcast uh -huh. Deuces.